I would love for our guests to introduce themselves first and then just give us a little background on how they got started into Web3 or blockchain. Perfect. Matthew, thank you so much for having me on your podcast here. I'm really excited to, to chat a little bit. And I first got into the blockchain space through when Gary B was launching Friends. So that was actually my introduction into more of the NFT space. I was learning more about decentralized finance and just the whole DeFi space and cryptocurrency before that had just made a MetaMask wallet about two months before Gary B launched Friends. So I got to move along that whole process with him and just learned so much and really was a sponge with all the education and just looking at what other applications I could use this space for. And uh, my, my background is in hospitality. I've spent the last 10 years in hospitality. So I was just constantly thinking of how can I connect the blockchain and Web3 to in-person experiences and, and connecting communities together through, in person through this technology. Yeah, it's, it doesn't... So my path was very much the same. I bought my first Bitcoin like in 2019, I think. I was doing education and then jumped into IT. Have the people that are in your world that you've talked to, have they spent a, um, a lifetime in tech or have they, are they new adopters of something about Web3, whether it's NFTs or blockchain or tokenization? Have you found some similarities into their onboarding into Web3? That's a really great question because I feel like I have kind of two networks that I've been really like honing into. And one of them is just they found the NFT culture and I feel like have been attaching to how can digital communities be more robust and collaborate and just build build amongst themselves? And that's been just like a whole realm that I would say haven't come from the tech world. But then just especially with the crashes in the markets, I've seen and had a lot more contact with people that are actual builders and they're building the foundation for this technology to lie on. So there's like that, that juxt where it's too entities where one of them isn't tech-based, but they're learning and scrappy and breaking their way into the scene. And I would say I'm in that realm where I don't have a tech background and I've been getting introduced to this whole culture through several different mediums. But the ultimate medium has been how can I connect further with people and really drive connection through community? Yeah. And so let's talk about that. And in your work, is that a foundation of what you do is try to build community, try to learn from community, try to take feedback from the community? Do you is that part of your day-to-day? -day? Yeah, that's definitely a huge part of our day-to-day. -day. And I would say we've been building in public. So we've been able to really like, mm. like dive into what people are recepting with. And my background is in events and just in-person experiences. So I've always had these little pockets of building community, whether it's through a music festival where I spent five years producing high level music festivals like Coachella and Electric Forest, where you see these mini cities pop up and they build a community in a day, two days, and they spend three days with each other. If you look at Burning Man and having that week of culture where communities are coming together and finding a way to survive and, re and truly thrive where it looks like these should be the blueprints of how we're building the entire society around community building and really relying on one another and those resilient circumstances. So I've really taken that that aspect and have been applying that to everything that we've been building with within the community realm and looking at how what tactics we could use for community building. So I would say it's 100% been at the forefront of everything that we've been doing. Have So I just thought of this and 
I'm so sorry. You're going to think this is such an elementary question. But so when you go to, I've been to one music festival, I think my whole life. Okay. Austin City Limits, like 12 years ago. And is the community just at that event? Are the, is the community just at Burning Man? Is that the way, is that the way Legacy or old concerts did it? They put on a fest, put on a concert, put on a festival. People came, they were part of the community, and then they left. There was no contact with them after or before. Yeah, and I've noticed that. So with the actual and official pages, that's typically like how a festival works. But what I've seen and just being a part of the communities and cultivating for the communities that they almost take it amongst themselves. I would do a handful of events in Mexico where it was like super fans of the Grateful Dead. Dead and Company would play in, at an all-inclusive resort down in Mexico. And there was this niche group of, it started with 3,500, 4, 4,000 fans, and they created a Facebook group. And this Facebook group ended up becoming how they were producing their own events, how they were like really just building community around them. So as a producer of that event, I was in those event groups and connecting with these people and having conversations and understanding what they wanted and what they were looking to produce on their own and how we could, as the company that's producing it, elevate the experiences that the fans were almost building on their own. So it's this like weird play where like the fans do take on the embodiment of the community and want to drive and build that themselves. That's interesting. So talk to me about um, your day to day. What is your title again? I'm the chief experience officer with Connecting Roads and one of the co-founders of, of this project. Cool. And so for the people that are listening that don't know, what is Connecting Roads and what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, totally. So Connecting Roads is a community-driven experience marketplace that's connecting creators and their communities through transformational in-person experiences. So essentially, we're building an experience and event production company that's really helping curate these high-level retreats where you walk away from this retreat and you really have a sense of connection with your community, but really an understanding and we're really building around different skill sets. So we have some experiences where you're working directly with content creators and learning how to build your personal brands in a beautiful retreat setting, but you're really getting a skill set out of it, ranging all the way to working with artists and musicians that are looking to connect and build experiences for other artists or they're super fans that want to have those intimate experiences with them. So my day-to-day -day really right now, we're working on kind of two different aspects of connecting roads. We're building our partners with different retreat centers and outfitters and experience designers, as well as working directly with creators that are looking to produce these experiences, but don't necessarily have the time or skill set to be building a high in-person experience for their community. So working in those realms, and then we're also building a whole nother sector and a leg where we're building this marketplace that's gated by NFTs and is really being built with a very long-term vision of how can we integrate all of these Web3 layers into our marketplace that's going to benefit the community that's participating? It's going to allow people to connect even closer to their fans and be rewarded for contributing as we continue to grow. And so have your partners given you access to, hey, come to Bali and <laughs> stay? So actually, that's really funny that you mentioned that. Earlier this week, we just locked in a really incredible partner in Nicaragua. So we will be going there the second week of December to visit that property and really build the experience design for our first event that we'll be having with that property in the fall of 2023. 
That is awesome. If you need an extra, <laughs> if you need an extra, I'll go with you. Awesome. Yeah, I just need you to work the camera a little bit, get some extra content and everything. Not really good at camera work. I might have to participate in the next trip. So that's cool. So how did that connection work? Did you reach out to them? They reached out to you? So actually, they, they reached out to us and saw us as a, as a front leader in both the technology space of how we're looking to connect these experiences with the communities, but also because of what we're looking to do as far as the actual experience and the design of it. And really not just doing, we're not just bringing people together and saying, let's go network or have a drink and get to know each other. We're really curating these and putting the right people in the right spaces and working with the right partners as we go ahead and do that. So it really becomes a hands-free or as hands-on as the creator wants to be with their community. And we take over all the aspects of the guest services, being able to design the experience and think of what every little bit and pieces because because doing an international trip is there's a lot of planning that goes into it and you want to have the right partners that that really can make the experience as as just free-flowing and easy for the attendees especially ones that haven't internationally traveled before that's interesting and so i'm thinking it that's an interesting sell your company because you do have the tech side but you also have to sell am i thinking about this right you have to convince creators come on board with you to run an event through you guys is that am i thinking about that right yeah for the most part and we're really just giving this as another platform for these creators that that don't want to take on this extra because it, it is a lot of work to be able to change your whole mindset from the creator aspect to an event producer and or an event designer so yes that's pretty much exactly what where we're at right now and looking at a lot of brands and how they want to activate and immerse themselves within this space of technology without necessarily having to go out and build a whole nother blockchain or create an NFT to become a part of it and immerse themselves in these. I'm seeing it. It would be a lot for, we're not at that place yet, but for us to say we're going to put on an event and so what we have internal people put on the event that have never done that before. Okay. So that would be a benefit of what you guys offer. Totally. Yeah. And we're really looking at this technology just in the sense of how can we drive the right people to be in these right spaces together. So as I hold a handful of NFTs and, and the first one being a friend, the way that we're looking at this marketplace is after being at VCon, one of the largest Web3 conferences, you see how much these communities want to connect together and especially micro communities that are within a community. So I'm a World of Women holder. I want to connect with other World of Women holders. And you see those booths at VCon where these people are just flocking together and connecting. So we, were, we just thought through if a marketplace can already do the vetting and you just attach your wallet to the marketplace, it will show the experiences that you holding whatever NFTs you have will allow you to access those. Whether you have a BeFriends NFT, you're going on an experience where only BeFriends are going on. If you have a World of Women NFT, you can have access to a, a women's only writing retreat and so on and so forth. So we've really been diving deep into how this technology can almost pre-vet and and curate these experiences and the right people being at these places as well. Yeah, it's a different context, but I was talking to, I had him on the podcast, the head of remote work for Polygon. And he was talking about like in the same vein, people connect to people that like similar things um, <clears throat> in a way that people that share the same neighborhood or their kids go to the same school or whatever in a way that they don't. They're 
he was saying they're just so passionate about if they if they find out they you've got an iguana in your background they find out they both like iguanas they're they could talk about iguanas for hours so that's an interesting point you made absolutely and the iguana actually had has even more substance than it just being an iguana because it's a poster from the band fish which is like one of the most diehard (laughs) super fan groups where if i was to be able to see in an instance that that the person walking down the street also had gone to this show or has gone to other fish shows i immediately have a connection and exactly what you're saying you're you feel even more comfortable when there's somebody that has similarities or similar passions and it's just an immediate icebreaker so exactly what you're saying we're looking at this as a way of how can we almost remove that layer of the first connection and then allow these people to just continue to grow their connections from that and seeing all different layers of that. Yeah. And so have, have you learned some things by following some leaders in the industry like Gary Vee and how he's rolled out his NFTs? Have you learned some things from just watching how other people have done it and brought that into what you guys offer? Yeah, 100%. I would say I was a participant in really the NFT space specifically before launching anything or really wanting to bring out this project for eight months and being a contributor to communities. So really, yes, there's just been so many different layers that that we have done as far as just being a part of the creation and understanding how they're building. But pretty much every aspect that we are building within Connecting Roads has been influenced from a handful of different projects, whether they're Web 2 based or Web 3 based. And a lot of it comes from the past five years where my partner and I have been working together and curating these artist retreats and curating boutique music festival experiences where we've just now also been introduced to Web3 where there's just a way where we can eliminate so many different friction points and focus on what we really love to do, which is creating these experiences. So 100% have been influenced by a lot of these top players in the Web3 space and continuing to learn just every day. Do you, I'm still formulating this question. Have you, do you ever think about as you're leading a company in a space where I would think that there are some people that say they're scam, don't like them, don't know about them, don't want to know them. But another section of the population is, yeah, it's great. Do you ever find yourself waffling in between, okay, am I doing the right thing? Or am I not? Or And how do you stay centered emotionally? Because I bet the highs are super high. Like whenever the company in Nicaragua said, we want to partner with you, that was probably a high. But there's also equally a bunch of lows. So like how do you manage your emotions through that? Because it's got to be just a trip. That's a really great question. And just for a little bit of context, my co-founder is also my partner in life. So me and her have been building this company together even before we entered the Web3 space. So that was something where I really had to bring her on board because Web3 was definitely one of the passions that I wanted to bring into Connecting Roads. So I would say we've done a really good job of just balancing each other out. And I couldn't imagine really going through everything that we've been through even just this year alone and just having that support system where we can lean on each other and really give each other the support when we are having those low days. And especially with the whole crypto market, there are, I would say, 
from early on, we learned, we had an idea of who our early adopter was going to be, who our first members were going to be, who our first creators were going to be, the brands that we were going to work with. And we had this kind of idealization situation of what we thought was going to happen. And as we were going through it in January, February, March, April, May were really difficult months just for the overall crypto market. And we launched our NFT project in with a lead up and building in public. We launched it in September, August of 2022, which was not a great time to be launching a project. And we did do decent and we did make some funds off of that to continue to move the project forward. It really has been difficult and we are pivoting a lot further away from talking about Web3 to just building in Web3 and showing how giving people a reason to come to us for experiences rather than leading with the technology aspect, I think is one of the biggest findings that we've had throughout this entire year. So you're saying people, you're saying you're finding more of a fit with just um, trying to create events for people and they're jumping on board with you guys that way. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. And just like really giving people a reason to be in the Web3 space. I think what was so talked about along in 2021 was how can we onboard more people so there are more people in this space and there's more people contributing and building creating in this space and i think that's just such a great ideation until there aren't 10 million people 20 million people that are going into this space and you need to figure out how are you bringing this space to people versus how are they coming to you and i think a company like starbucks did a really great job where they're not screaming Web3 or blockchain at people, but they're integrating into things that they already have and slowly bringing people in through a want to be into this space and not really forcing them to come into it. Yeah, when you think about, um, so Gary V, he just released his like physical toys, I think to Macy's or Toys R Us or whatever. Yep. And then, but you also think about at the same time, there's companies like Pokemon that started with cards and then I think became like a TV show. And then I'm sure they're thinking about or fully going into the NFT space. So they've done it. Gary Vee had a digital asset and then turned it into physical and Pokemon did it the opposite way. So I guess you just start wherever you are, but I think that is insightful that you guys have learned to create something, have people come join that, and then we'll think about folding them into the NFT world at a later time or at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, so we're about to run up on time. So Dylan, it was great talking to you. How is it that people can connect with you moving forward, the listeners of this show? Yeah, so the best place is to go to connectingroads.io and sign up for our email list. We're going to be launching our experience marketplace in early 2023, and we'll be having lead ups up to there. We do monthly town halls and are really building out our YouTube channel as well. So if you sign up on our website, you'll be able to be in tune with everything that we're building and have first access to to what we're creating within our marketplace and these once in a lifetime experiences that you truly won't be able to find anywhere else. Great. And thanks so much for talking to me. And congrats on the win with the company out in Nicaragua. That's great. Good Thank you guys. so much, Matthew. I appreciate mm -hmm. it.